Hey, hey, Gabagool. Come on, Gabagool. <laughs> Dude, I don't know if you know The Sopranos at all. Like, have you watched it? No, I haven't. Okay, well, the theme song is really bad, and then it really grows on you. Okay. So the theme song is just like, it's... The, I'll just sing one part of it. He goes like, Woke up this morning, got myself a gun. Do, 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 do. Oh, nice. A really fucking loud-ass motorcycle. Cool. Cool. Oh. Um, it was Is that in the song? or? No, that is right outside my fucking window. Okay. Uh, but anyway, I today I saw someone made a parody of the song, and he goes, Woke up this morning, got some gobble <laughs> then I woke up the next morning and got some more gabagool. <laughs> then I woke up again and tried to get some extra gabagool. Like it's all, all right. just gabagool. I'm like, God damn! I watched it like 15 times today. You can you can say that you're the one who wrote it. I don't think there's any shame. Uh, if I did, do you think I wouldn't fucking claim that immediately? <laughs> you don't think I would Maybe send that to still every try. friend of mine? Uh, it was so funny. I loved it. And the whole video is just a guy eating gabagool in different fucking <laughs> settings. It's so funny. Damn it, that's making me mad. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's it was rough. I need a, I need a woosaw moment right now. <laughs> I've been woosaw. I I will say it has been nice uh living in Seattle where weed is very legal mm, and very uh, present. Very present and at some places very cheap. At least uh Oh yeah. can you know Compared to like Texas, where it would be sixty dollars for three and a half grams, and I got one here for ten. And you don't know what you're getting in Texas, right? You don't know what you're getting. You don't, you know, it's gonna be bad quality. You don't know where it came from. You don't know what's on it. In Seattle, want... they're testing all that shit. Right. You know, you're not ingesting something you shouldn't be ingesting. You know, it you can, can trust you know, it. It comes in these neat little Doritos Blazed. packages. I hate those Mylar <laughs> bags, man. I, I don't know them. enough to to think either way, man. I'm all about the glass jars. Oh, just, okay. We got an old head here. It preserves the terps, man. Look, hey, don't talk to me about the terps because I know about the terps. <laughs> all right. Look, you're, you're, you're gonna tell me about terps? <laughs> no, 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 no. Right, don't get don't get defensive now. Let you know what? I'll wait till I'm a guest on your uh, new little podcast yes. before we can, uh, you know, before I can school you. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna study so hard for like a month. <laughs> Just like, have you heard of terpenoline? Like, yeah, dude. You're like, God damn it! So apparently, there's two types of weed: indica and sativa. Uh, I don't know if you know that's about it. this. <laughs> yeah, that's all you got to know, really. <laughs> Once you learn that, you are golden. You'll you'll never make a, a poor purchasing decision ever. You know, I put the nug in the pipe and I lit it on fire and I tried to breathe it and it didn't work. So. So you, yeah, we might need to work yeah. on your technique a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, just living, finding out laundromats cost six bucks for oh, any fuck. service. Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, uh, so I've had this uh, heap of dirty laundry for the last like two weeks. I don't know what to do with it. Just buy new clothes. 
I think that's probably what. Yeah, it'll save you money in the long run, thing. dude. For real. Yeah. Well, all right. In the meantime, load up a bowl, load up your dabs, get a joint yep. going, and what's up, buddies? And welcome to a new episode of the Earbuds Podcast. Fresh. This is a fresh fucking drop right now. We are your hosts, Lucas, uh, 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 Sativa, Indrakovs, and Brett Sativa Hanrahan. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> we haven't said this in a while, but we are the odd pod couple of pod oddcasts. Yep, there's no way to shorten that. I'm sorry. We've mm-hmm. tried so hard. It's super catchy. It rolls off the tongue. Yep. And we have a new fucking album to talk about, and I'm super curious to hear what you thought of this record. Whoa, shit just got red on your screen. Yeah, I just decided to, uh, this is my rant lighting, uh, where everything's... (laughs) That's your on-air sign? You just, like, clicked it on so Lily doesn't come into the room? Well, it's actually an applause light, but no one ever claps, which I think is kind of rude to me. I I think Uh, we can say in full confidence that no one has clapped once listening to our show. No, and that's something that we definitely need to fix. We need to address that. It's it's definitely term three in 2023. That's going to be our main focus. Uh, yeah. But while we transition over to that, I, I guess we'll just keep this format. Yeah, well, I dig the Himalayan sea salt lamp you just turned on, whatever that is over right. there. And uh, Brett, today we're going to be talking about Charlie XCX and her new album, CRASH, in all capitals. That's right. It is... This is an artist that should be known to everybody by now. Yeah, uh, I mean, there are some songs on this record on Spotify that already have 54 million plays. Yes. This album came out two weeks ago at the time of recording. (laughs) I don't know much about Charlie XCX aside from that um, a lot of music critics say that she is kind of one of the forerunners of this new developing pop era. Really? Yeah. Because she used to be kind of hyper pop, right? Like her style was a little different before this record. Um, yeah, I you know I haven't listened to much of her previous stuff. I've heard a few songs uh, by her, uh, previous songs that she had released, and I actually really liked them. Uh, and I kind of liked I liked how kind of out there. It's very different for pop music, and I've seen her categorized as hyper pop before. Um, but this, I think that would is, make fans of Hyperpop laugh pretty hard. Probably. I mean, if you're listening to 100 Decks <laughs> and you hear Charlie XCX, they're going to be like, this is the most normcore shit I've ever heard. Yeah. But I this think album is very different for her compared to that previous stuff. Cause it, as far as I know, I've heard, you know, I've heard like the pop songs. I've heard Fancy, which is. That's one uh, I've heard for sure. Boom Clap. Uh, that stuff. But I, I don't think she really started innovating anything until like 2019 or something around there with Charlie uh, and started experimenting with new stuff. Okay. Um, and then released kind of an infamous quarantine album with how I'm feeling oh. now. Oh, cool. Uh, this was supposed to be, this album crash was supposed to be her next album. Uh, and then just wrote how I'm feeling now in between production. and uh, just like put it out there. Perfect title for it. Because we were all stuck inside and scared and confused. So she's like, let me just write a record on how I'm feeling now. Yeah, yeah. Let me just uh, kind of update everyone. You so know, that's your still... that's kind of your history with Charlie XCX? Like you, you've heard a few songs here and there, but you never really uh, I, dove headfirst there? 
Yeah, I've heard the hits. I've heard Fantano rave about her. Um, Fantano. But if this album is any indication of her past work, I guess I'm just not quite sure where all the glory is coming from. Oh, okay. That's all right. That's a little foreshadowing there. (laughs) Well, I would say that this album was definitely very different in terms of stylistically. Um, The style that she chose for this record was very different than what she's done before. This seems like a lot more throwback, traditional, like 80s inspired dance pop. Four, four beats. uh, And it was really 80s for the most part, which I really liked. And I did not like the songs that were not in that style. (laughs) <laughs> the songs are like okay. um, Constant re- Repeat, Beg For You. Beg For You, yeah. Uh, Move Me, those three songs in a row, I feel like were much more traditional, almost like you know mid-2010s pop music. Nothing special at all to those songs. But man, I loved the heavy, heavy 80s vibes that were so in your face in some of these songs. She pulled was, no punches with that. <laughs> A lot of those 80s synths, a lot of the drums kind of like sound like drum machines that the, were in that time. The drums were my he- were my favorite thing on this whole record. <laughs> they were your heroes. They were my heroes on this record. God, they were so fucking good. I love the production of the percussion on this whole album. Yeah, I just, uh, Move Me just came on and it's, I'm definitely getting a little bit that that percussion, uh... Yeah, dude, that uh, that just like super reverb snare, the cheapy right. cheapy sounding drums that I <laughs> I just love the drum machine Casio keyboard drums from the '80s so so much. Prince and you know New Edition and Annie R&B or you know Cindy fucking uh, Paula Abdul type you know this is like a Paula Abdul type record hmm. if you think about it sonically. Production wise, um, just so so throwback eighties. You didn't like you didn't like the eightiesness of it. You know, it's hard to feel nostalgic for an era you were never present in. I mean, I was born in eighty seven, so it's not like I grew up listening to eighties music. <laughs> I hated eighties music until college. There is, I thought I it was do, vapid. Um, it's kind of hard to look at the old decades because you don't really know what was happening over there. You only hear like the the top 40 pop hits of the right. of the decades right i feel like you hear the best and the worst of each decade so that you I would, weren't present for i will be the first to say that 2000s music wasn't great well like 2010 music like the era of like lil wayne <sighs> and stuff like that it wasn't a great era but it definitely should not be defined by those hits that you hear from it. No, man, I definitely think like that decade of 2010 to 2020 pretty weak. Pretty rough, man. It yeah. it just makes me feel a lot better that um a lot of really good music is coming out right now. Yeah, oh, there's some amazing music coming out now. And you know that I'm a 90s uh <laughs> a 90s You're a 90s head. I'm a yeah. 90s head for sure. I think the 90s had the best music of any generation so far or any decade Mm -hmm. so far but i will say there is a certain kitschiness and charm to really shitty dumb 80s music (laughs) like sweet dreams are made of these and fucking never gonna give you up never gonna it's all so cheesy and silly and stupid and has been parodied and satired for 
30, 40 years now at this point. Right. But this just has this undeniable charm to me. Yeah, it. I have found over time those cheesy things that used to infuriate me in other contexts are things that I'm enjoying now. Yeah. Like those cheesy, you know, poppy synths and... You know, the the little uh, guitars that you hear in the songs. Uh, especially the synth lead guitar stuff on this record. Right. Oh, yeah. Such a sucker for that. And all the plucky... The synth is so juicy and tasty on this whole fucking record. The production... The production's incredible on this album. Yeah, and it's... It almost seems... I mean, I wouldn't call it empty or anything, but it, I wouldn't say it's very overproduced at all no it's not i mean it sounds like if you if someone remastered an 80s pop record it would sound like this <laughs> sure yeah it doesn't to me it doesn't sound like they're using any new or modern equipment like this all the synth sounds and all the drums and all the production on her voice all the effects they put in that all sounds like it came straight out of the 80s which is fucking crazy now that like that equipment's probably considered vintage at this For point, sure. Yeah. Know? Fuck. I'm Just vintage cause... now at this point, dude. My equipment I... is vintage. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, but yeah, man, I I definitely like the 80s shit grew on me. But there's there's been a ton of bands that have tried to make this sound come back. Right. Tons of Penguin Prison and Cherub and Miami Horror and Holy Ghost. And all of these synths, heavy, heavy 80s inspired bands. But the production on this record compared to all those that I just mentioned blows all those groups out of the water. Yeah, I would definitely say the production is, the quality is modern. Yes, for right? sure. It's not trying to emulate a grainy kind of analog sound that the 80s had. Right, you think about the 80s drums and how fucking grating... Those are sometimes <laughs> right. How hard it is to listen to how tinny and treble there's so there's all highs and mids in eighties music. And then there's fucking no low end on anything. Right. Great balance on this record that takes that sound and, and modernizes it and makes me enjoy right. it even more, you know? Yeah. You can, you can, those, uh, kicks have a good amount of, kind of oomph behind them. Yeah. There's a good amount of bass on this record. You All know, synth usually bass, synth right? bass, but yeah. yeah. Love the, you know me, love the deep synth bass. Yep. That's, that's your thing. That's my thing, dude. Yeah. The production but, is, I mean, I, I would say like, it's so straightforward. Every single song four four beats. She's not going to surprise you with anything. It's verse, chorus, right. verse, chorus, bridge, yeah. chorus. That's it. The songs uh, are pretty safe extremely in, safe right extremely radio friendly very accessible and it's done it's been done a trillion fucking times but she i would say she pulled it off and she made this like retro sound relevant again i wouldn't be surprised if a lot other a lot of other popular pop um personalities and and singers come out with an album that is bringing back this sound well you know a lot of people have done that already yeah, uh, for this, sure. I'm just I'm just saying, like, watch fucking Justin Timberlake come out with a super '80s song. Like, you've had Justin <laughs> Bieber do his like tropi- tropical house stuff, right? Like, you, you 
I mean, I haven't know. really been keeping up oh, with man. with the J with the Biebers. Is it too late now to say sorry? Like, okay, well, yeah, I know about that. Yeah, yeah he's that's like, what I mean. He's it's kind of tropical house, you know, kind of inspired by Caribbean right. sounds and but bringing back that '80s um, attitude. And so people have done that, but I haven't had a I haven't heard a whole record by a an already established, really popular pop star that is completely owning this. Uh, I mean, I would say th- the weekend's latest record was definitely doing that. Oh, see, I don't, I haven't listened. I haven't heard one song by the weekend. Yes, you have. No, I haven't. I you've swear to the, God. You've heard the, ooh, I'm blinded by the lie. I've heard that. I can't sleep until I feel your touch. I've heard that part. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it's basically that, but it's a song. Uh, <laughs> it's basically that, but four minutes. <laughs> but you know, a little bit longer. Okay, so he, and, uh, it, the weekend is kind of vibing on yeah, that. Yeah, the weekend is definitely doing that. Okay. Uh, there are a ton of other people I can't remember at the moment, but I would say compared to those people, this doesn't seem like it's supposed to be a callback to the 80s rather than just taking the things that she liked from the 80s mm-hmm. and using it in this modern context. I mean, you know, and we're, we're kind of harping on the eighties thing too, but I, I would say one of my choice, uh, not choice nugs, but one of my honorable mentions, uh, used to know me is super nineties, like mid nineties club music that I think is right. Gonna, I think that song is going to be fucking huge outside of America. It's super like is Eurobeat like the Euro. right word? It's Euro trash to the to the yeah. best that it could be, and I'll say from you know anecdotal uh, experience like my cousin in Dominican Republic is very into like dance music, and Dominican Republic is very into like this type of stuff. Used to know me is going to be probably on the radio all the time in Dominican Republic. Oh man, I mean it sounds like a great song. To just play at the club and dance around to you. Like, you would hear this at a, like, in one of the GTA clubs. Totally, dude. It's a know? great club track. A great club track. And, like, really catchy. And and it's a really cool melody where she's, that part where she says, you used to know me, but now you don't. And she's you going up and down. Me, now, now you don't. don't. Yeah, yeah, really cool. You used to and know me, A lot of the songs on here are very catchy. Super catchy, man. But. He, he, oh, go ahead. Hmm? Go ahead, oh. go ahead. Uh, I mean, nah, that was about all I was going to say about that. <laughs> Fuck, you made me choke <laughs> on my wine. <coughs> uh, well, I was going to say, yes, super, super catchy. Pretty much every track on this record. But her lyrics are some of the most basic shit I've ever heard. Oh my God, it was such a slog going through the lyrics on this album. I feel like I might as well should have just ignored it. You know, I wasn't really listening to the lyrics a lot. It's it's how she sings it. She makes it really catchy and really fun. But man, those lyrics are lacking. Yeah, it's just kind of like it's all the same stuff. Every song's about you know a relationship and right. some either I love you or I don't love you. Right. <laughs> you know. I mean, pretty. That's pretty much it. You know. That's about it. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Uh, but I really liked the only the only song on the record that the lyrics really stood out to me and I thought were really fun was Yuck. Yuck! I was kind of putting some some semblance of a twist on stuff. Yeah, right. Yuck. Just kind of having this stuff that you would usually, 
you know, pop stars would usually feign for just like, a, you know, a nice person that treats them well. And she's like, oh, I'm not used to this. Like, I love it. Gross. And it's and again, they're not great, but they are the best <laughs> on the record. Like, I like the yuck. Now you got me blushing. Cheeks so red when the blood starts rushing. Yuck, that boy's so mushy. Sending me flowers. I'm just trying to get lucky. <laughs> yuck, looking yeah. at me all sucky. Yuck, quit acting like a puppy. Fuck, going all lovey-dovey on me. <laughs> Like, I love the, I just love the yuck and the playfulness. And I love, she goes, like, fuck, like, quit fucking being right. a little bitch, basically. At, and I think the, the best use of lyrics was probably just on the very first part of the first song, Crash, yeah. where they have these two interloping vocals on each other, but yeah. it somehow works. I thought that was interesting. And I was kind of looking forward to stuff like that throughout the album. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Crash was a Crash was a great opener, um, but it might have kind of fucking set you up for failure a little bit. Well, or for I disappointment. Mean, the the first instrument or the transition into like the song after this kind of vocal intro is like super eighties. The you know, love it. Like God, the most '80s thing ever. Yeah, it's a great. That's a that's what sucks. It, it is a great opener, but it does like you know everything sort of drops off a little bit after that until you get to lightning, and you know yuck and used to know me, and twice. Like I feel like the second half of the record I would say is a lot stronger than the first. Well, if you want to get into it, uh. I might I might not agree so much. Okay, cool. Um well yeah man, what what's your what's your first choice nug then? It is time, it is time, it is time for choice nugs. It is time, it is time, it is time for choice nugs. My first choice nug is one that I think you you don't like very much. Uh it's move me. You know tell me why. I think it's a great vibe. Uh, I love the kind of spacey, airy, the the percussion on the song gives the song a lot of space and her vocals are very breathy and yeah. it kind of gives the whole song this vibe of fragility. It's very and, moody. Yes, it, it is very moody. Very moody. I and like the more chill like, vibes on it. Yeah, and it seems very personal. And, uh, like, using the instruments wisely on the song to kind of enhance the dynamics. When throughout the rest of the album, it's usually kind of like, we have these three parts, and it's kind of the same momentum throughout the song. I mean, yeah, I didn't I didn't dislike that song, honestly. But there, there was a slight, uh, an expectation that I've been trained to expect a certain thing to come from a song like this. Which, when she goes like, something about the way you move me and everything kind of drops down a little bit and it's just kind of yeah. like and she kind of keeps going on that yeah that's my tr- my brain is trained to expect a fucking drop after that <laughs> like when the music comes back in it's like yeah i expected that every single time and every time i felt disappointed that she didn't do it you know, it is interesting you say that it reminds me the first time i listened to this album i was reminded of a lot of electronic music that like heavily featured female vocals and you know it drops it kind of like 
2000s or, or 2010 electro okay uh like i can't really name any artists or anything damn but all right it's all good uh yeah i probably I, don't I know it I, see... I really haven't given pop a chance until the last like five years <laughs> right yeah <laughs> well it's just like you know the electronic beats where it's just a bunch of like heavy synths and then there's this girl singing she's like uh 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 yes you know yes and so i see how you expect that but i never had that expectation i never was waiting for that when i was listening to this song uh that's that's i think that's what made me not like the song more it's because i wanted that and it didn't <laughs> because happen. you wanted that i to happen. expected but, it you know it stays pretty low key the whole time it does and uh it features my favorite part favorite part on the album which is like um like that verse a minute in where she's like where you cop in your fashion uh, and yeah. you betray it i just love Ooh, her like sing to me baby oh <laughs> and it sounds just like that that sounded uh, like back in the day when we used to do fake porn sounds Oh god. <laughs> Dude, we used to legit do that for like ten minutes at a time at band practice and just make each other laugh. Well, because it was it was a lot funnier like doing the faces too. Yeah, oh you my know? god. I love the just the pop sound every time, the little bubble pop we did almost every time. Just go. <laughs> yes. I'm like Ugh. I don't think anyone else would think that's funny. <laughs> I, I doubt anyone thinks that's funny right now. We were literally doing it just to make each other laugh for like <laughs> so long at band practice, just distracting ourselves. I think it, I think it worked best on Luis. Oh, he loved it. He would have like, he would have he like would a have good fits. five minutes where he had to like sink his face into the pillow. <laughs> he would do the Luis laugh where he would like Tyrannosaurus Rex his arms. Yeah, yeah. And he just like, like, he can't, just like back. head fully back. Like, <laughs> Yeah, man, I just, Move Me definitely has a great vibe, um, but I just, yeah, I wanted that that explosion. You wanted I, to. I wanted it to lead to something and didn't lead to anything. You know what I mean? Right. It did yeah. stay very steady the whole time, which I, it's almost like uh, I got to give them a little bit of credit for defying expectations. Because I bet a lot of people have that in their brain now, where it's just, something about the way you move me and then she has that a couple lines after that and then it the music almost completely stops after she stops singing right yeah and you're like oh shit here it comes and it's like (laughs) it just keeps going you're like fuck like you get like a little bit of blue earballs listening to there's a little bit of like there's a hit and all the music kind of comes in but it's not like a bang no it's like a little like uh you know like an electronic snare hit right it just goes like yeah, yeah. Like, and it just goes right back to the beat. No, but chill, chill vibes, man. Move, move me is not a bad song at all. Uh, well, tell me about one of your nugs, man. Man, um, you know, honestly, I think I'm gonna change it. Um, oh wow, yeah, okay. revisiting because at first, Crash was one of my choice nugs because it's just not what I expected on this record at all. Super, right. super '80s, loved it. Great synth. Like I, I was like, dude, if this is drum machine percussion, if this is Casio keyboard percussion for the whole record, like I'm gonna fucking love this. 
Um, but it changed, man. As like I said, that second half of the record I liked a lot more. So my first choice nug was lightning. And it, it so it's lightning. Yeah, my first choice nug is lightning. Okay, cool. <laughs> I don't know if you're still going through like the stuff you had before. No, um, I haven't. No, no, no. My uh, lightning immediately when I heard it was was one of my favorite songs on the record. I love that chorus. I'm such a such a sucker for that cheesy ass like overproduced synth shit on this whole record. Sure. And yeah. man, lightning has such a great chorus. Yeah, it's got that kind of bloopy synth. Yes. That's doing a, I think it's like taking the pace, place of the bass. Yes, this, exactly. That and it's like really yeah. fucking great drums yeah. just driving that beat. Uh, it's, it's such a fun song. And then another one that I'm like, this is like, if I go to the club and they start playing this shit, I'm like, dude, give me a fucking bag of Coke <laughs> and a, and a, you know, and a, something to regret. And a nice sweet suede. <laughs> dude, a like white fucking, up. a white tuxedo. White tuxedo, white pants, white uh, shoes. White everything. White mm. Coke, my Coke whiter than my fucking suit. <laughs> you can't tell where the suit starts and the Coke. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're like, did you, is your, is your suit rubbing off on your nose? I'm like, nah. It's like, oh, no, that's a yeah, a different thing. Dude, my suit will be made out of cocaine. Oh, oh shit. shit. All right, Scarface. Where you just fucking scratch the shoulder pad a little bit. And yeah, it's <sighs> scratch and sniff. Oh, and I'm like, play that song again. <laughs> I'm going to write a fucking like novel. <laughs> and they did really cool like um, effects on her voice every now and then on Lightning. And it's uh, it's just like, that beat is so hard to not dance to. It almost... The harmonies almost sound like she put her vocals through a synth or yes, something. Yes, for sure. It gave it a little extra flavor in there. For sure. It, she definitely does that. I mean, saying what I want, give it to you. Yep. Through like a weird like phaser or like, something like that. Yeah. And in the uh, in the bridge, her voice is like super affected. And she has like three vocal tracks going on at once. Like right. she's kind of singing the chorus, but then she has other like weird like no, 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 things going on in the background with her voice. Kind of reminds yeah, me like of the auto-tuned yes. uh, vocals. I don't know if those are auto-tuned, but I think that's the thing. I think it, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. It might just be completely redone in Pro Tools or something. Like they just took her track and did something with it. Put sure. it through a fucking pad or whatever it's called. But uh, I like to think that it's kind of, it reminds me of a movie called Just One of the Girls. It's great <laughs> yeah. 80s, great 80s movie with Corey Haim. Where he's getting picked on, so he starts dressing like a girl to go to school. And and that led to him not getting picked on as much. Somehow. Right. Uh, it led to his bully uh, trying to fuck him. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, in the movie... It sounds he, like a dope movie. It's actually... I actually love the movie. Uh, oh. And because music is a big part of it, too. Because his character um, records stuff on a tape recorder and samples it and puts it through a synth to where like now all the, Ooh, all the okay. keys on the synth are like that sound, but different notes of it. Right. And he does that a lot in the movie and the music is God awful, but <laughs> this lightning well, kind of reminded me of that a little bit where I'm like, it sounds like they took her voice, patched it through a synthesizer and just let someone play piano, play synth right. on, and, and manipulated her voice. Almost like a talk box type of uh, thing. So yeah. yeah, definitely fell for that, man. I, I love lightning. You know, yeah, I I was, <laughs> I, I have a weird preconception, like, 
if you call a song lightning, I expect some kind of like kind of hardcore stuff to be happening. Like ride the uh, lightning on fucking Yeah, at I don't all know. Cost. It's just like when you call something so when you call something like crash and lightning, you know, you expect it to be like there be a, a, some kind of in aggressive aspects of it. Yeah. Uh or for me at least. And so Maybe that was the reason that I uh, it wasn't in my uh, top five on the album. Well, the lyrics definitely don't fucking, you know, capture you. Well, I mean, yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what were your some of, some of your honorable mentions before we get to your second choice, Nug? Um, I liked Crash as well. Yeah, that was definitely sure. an honorable mention. I like I think it's a great intro to the album, actually. It really is. And it seems like it was definitely made as an intro for this album. It's a single, no doubt. Uh, which is weird, because like, the last song of the album is not an outro to me. No, it's not, but I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. It's just that it's the only song where they seem to care about album structure. Right. And then, you know, obviously they went through the stuff of like kind of keeping it active and then uh, going down a little, coming back up. It must be hard uh, to to design a track listing for a pop record. I couldn't imagine. I you know I I did it for the Death Rattle Valley, basically, and there are a couple a couple regrets, a couple songs I would move to different places. Did you come up with the with the track order on Death Rattle? Yeah, yeah. Oh shit! I don't I don't think I remember that. <laughs> I mean, I had a whole notepad and I brought it in and Michael was like a little wary of putting like two seven minute songs as the first two songs on the album. And I mean, uh, we only one song on that album is less than seven minutes. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't have much choice. But especially, I don't know. Oh, dude, that's uh, awesome, though. That The structure of Death Rattle Valley, I fucking love. Well, I'm glad. What would you have switched uh, around? Because I think it's such a perfect order. Well, the second song starts off very slow. Yeah. Uh, you know. Could have been a good outro, maybe. Outro song. It takes like two and a half minutes to get into the song for that yeah. one. Oh, and maybe we, that we wasn't fucking, the best choice for yeah, the second song. we let that song breathe a lot. <laughs> which I think it was a good choice for the song. Oh, absolutely. Maybe not the best in order. I had, I'll tell you this now. Honestly, I didn't think people were going to like Bricks as much as they did. I knew they I were put going to. That was I. I put you that. buried that song. I imagined us, <laughs> huh? You buried that song. Yeah, I mean, I kind of imagined a side A and a side B to the album, and I kind of put it as the last song on side A. Um, okay. But man, everybody loves that song, and I wish I could have like put it second. Yeah, I knew everyone was gonna like that song, or I, I knew thought, it was gonna be a good, a popular one. I thought everyone was gonna love "Bring Your Fire," so I put that as the first song on side B. Right, and then no one cared about that song. <laughs> no, people liked it, but Bricks <laughs> well, is Bricks is just so catchy, and has such a great rhythm. Anyway, and I uh, wrote it, so you know. so uh, be sure to listen to Death Rattle Valley. Yes, um, that's check our out, homework for y'all. Check out our old band Mortalis. <laughs> check out our band Mortalis. Death Rattle Valley is one of the um, one of the things I'm most proud about in my in my whole life. Man, I'm proud of it too. Yeah. It's it's a great song, but enough jerking off. Yeah, uh, my second Narnug is gonna be track seven, which is 
baby. Oh, I love that song. Uh-huh. Uh, the the part that mainly pulled me in with this song is when she does that vocal thing. It's like I'm gonna baby, baby. I'm gonna make you want. I'm gonna make you my. I'm gonna make you my baby. This is a very cokey '80s song. God, it 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 just like I I was dancing around to this song. I was looking all sexy. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I mean, I'm gonna make you my baby, dude. <laughs> it's baby was uh for me what when they came back to the eighties style. Mm. It's like you had Crash and New Shapes and maybe good ones a little bit, like kinda sticking with the eighties vibe, but then three songs in a row that were very kind of basic, standard modern pop songs, and then Baby was like, Yes, thank you, go back to the eighties shit. The yeah. Yeah, and just the way the vocals interact with the music is yeah. kind of reminiscent of that era. Super. And, and those super. little synth flourishes. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Uh, it's like the reverb strings. It's like... Yeah. Exactly. And those yeah. damn drums. <laughs> so yeah. fun. You can't not... But like bob your shoulders listen to that song you know right yeah that was an it's honorable mention great it's a great moving around song shaking you shaking your butt out yeah. to everyone and you're and you window. sing along to it too man yeah great song dude yeah i'm gonna make you uh, mine i'm gonna make you mine it's pretty simple but damn gets you on your feet the music is fucking legit on baby <laughs> that's like prince Prince should have written that song. Maybe he did. Maybe he Who did. knows? You know, I am kind of surprised a little bit that there's no covers on this record. No, you are? A little bit, because it's like, dude, if you're going to make an homage to 80s pop music, how are you not going to cover some... Either, I would be cool with either covering a massive hit from the 80s or covering this, like, unknown song that she loves. You know, like, I would have, <laughs> I would have liked to have heard a cover on this record. I mean, they. She released the deluxe edition, I believe, the same day or the day after releasing this album, which, which I thought was funny. Which I'm really glad that you didn't listen to that one because I was like, "Fuck that! I'm not listening to the deluxe edition." No, yeah, like it's only four songs. It only adds like, I don't know, like twelve minutes. But I'm not gonna. It's so weird that you would release it so soon after you release the album. Yeah, usually you know? isn't that like a couple months? Later, you release a deluxe? Yeah, I don't know. It just kind of makes me wonder, like, okay, well, then, I don't know. Are you just giving us a B-sides of this album right right after this album came out? You gave us all the shit that you cut out. Like, why even release it? Yeah. Why not save it it for your back pocket for six months from now? You release another single that wasn't on the record, you know? I don't know. Um, But... Yeah, I think I think it would have been fun to hear a little uh, cover. I don't right. I don't really know how people are handling, you know, like cover songs in in this in this era of music. It's weird. I covers are some of my favorite songs. I love when when a band or a singer can take a song and completely make it their own. I think sure. it's so fucking impressive. Like today, I was listening to Sturgill Simpson's cover of "The Promise." You know that song, like. Uh, 
I promise you I will. You know that fucking 80s song? <laughs> no. Oh, I don't man. Think so. You definitely do. I'm just not singing it right. <laughs> but uh, he covered that song and he covered In Bloom by Nirvana. I did hear that one. Completely makes it his own. I think I think it was definitely interesting. I'm honestly not into too many covers. I love them for some reason. I gravitate towards covers. I, you know, there's select uh, covers by select bands. There was a while when I was kind of following Weezer. Uh, it was like... Oh, they're a big cover band. They're a big cover band, but even before they released, like, that Teal album or whatever... Mm-hmm. Like six or seven years ago, they were releasing like covers of Paranoid Android and oh, Kids by MGMT, you know? I haven't heard any of those. And in hearing, you know, hearing stuff that's so different <laughs> from what this band usually does is usually the most interesting aspect of these. Things. Pretty cool, right? Oh, yeah. okay. I got the melody now for, for The Promise. Okay. I'm right. sorry, but I'm just thinking about the right words to say. I know they don't sound the way I plan them to be. But if you na 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 I promise you, I promise you I will. No, nothing? Is that the chorus? Yeah. Oh, well. Then, yeah, you don't know that song. <laughs> Is it sung by, like, a girl? I don't fucking know. All right, I just know the Sturgill cover is great. All right, okay, Jesus, fine. All these fucking questions. All right, well, what's your second uh, nar nug? All right, well, real quick, used to know me, definitely a choice or a a honorable mention. Okay, Um, twice I liked, uh, and New Shapes I thought was a great song. Also, the second second track on the record. I kept listening for the features, and I never. I, yeah. I wouldn't know where they were if I didn't go on Genius. There's three features on this record, and I don't know what any of them are doing. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, yeah, my second choice, Nug, I changed it. So, it was going to be Crash, and I changed it to Yuck. Because I just love the lyrics so much on Yuck, man. Yuck. Yeah, and the music's great. I, it's a great kind of uh, walking down the street. Kind of yeah. looking, uh, looking right? cool with your shades on. It almost looking gives at me, people. Yeah, it almost gives me the vibes of like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, alive. right. Like, I want to walk. Almost a disco feel, like a slow disco. Yeah, but like with hip hop too. Like, yuck. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah. It's a great radio song. Um, love the, the mid-tempo rhythm it's it's slower than a lot of the songs on the record like i said my favorite lyrics on the whole album and that's not a high bar that's not a high bar at all uh, i can limbo under that shit real easy oh wait no it'd be hard to limbo under that <laughs> it'd shit. be hard yeah, it'd be hard to limbo under well but you're really good at limboing I, oh so you know yeah okay. no i've i was at that party okay cool yeah I we, can, you deleted the photos but the memories are gonna stay in my mind I can like forever. dislocate my hips it was kind of disturbing. Yeah, it impressive. looks fucking weird, and it hurts. Uh, Yuck also has that deep bass synth that it's just like, come on. Oh, yeah. Come on. Uh, what, 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 am I not going to like that? What, who do you think I am? You? <laughs> well, hey, like, I, I like a deep bass as much as I anyone else. I don't think else. you do. Uh, well, not as much as you. Yeah, obviously. I'm a, I'm a crunchy bass man. That's true. You don't like the woobie uh, bass. Luis conditioned me to uh, enjoy that crunchy, crunchy, nasty fuzz bass. You like that snot. 
But, you know, I can't appreciate the nice, clean, round tones, uh, especially in, like, a funk setting. Yeah, right. Uh, kind of like uh, the damn funk cover of the King Gizzard song. He had that uh, will be fucking deep bass all over that shit. I think it was uh, Catching Smoke. Didn't he do a cover of that? Or God, Shanghai? Dude, I don't know. There were so many. Was that on the remix record? Yeah, that Butterfly 3001. Yeah. I wish... No, it was one of your I choice. Hugs. I couldn't possibly remember. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Who's the fucking weed smoker here, man? Uh, I I smoke weed to remember stuff, man. <laughs> oh, I only smoke to forget. Well, <laughs> yeah. on that note, that's what drinking's for. What? Uh, let's get into ratings, dude. Let me. I'll go first. Okay. All right. I'm always the fucking gentleman. I always let you go. No, yeah, it's fine. You could just go ahead and be first, take credit for everything that we've all said. I get to add on to it and look like your little bit boy. Brett, I'm putting myself first for once. Okay? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, for once? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. What is your so, yeah, man, I was very surprised by this album. This isn't what I expected to hear from Charlie XCX from my previous experiences with her uh, music. But super juicy, tasty synth the whole time. Loved the heavy 80s vibes on a lot of this, on a lot of these songs. God damn it. The percussion on this record. I just... I need to buy a Casio keyboard and just have that shit playing on fucking <laughs> loop, dude. I, I just love it. I love it so much. And again, like I feel like she she really owned this style and made it relevant. Again, I haven't heard the weekend, so I can't attest to what he's done. But one thing we haven't mentioned yet that I think gives this a couple of like notches up in the score: three and a half minutes or less each fucking song. Yeah, that's always appreciated, especially uh, especially pop, especially pop. That's you know, I like. I'm not. It's not an insult when I say that this these songs are simple, right? Right. But pop should be simple. It needs to be accessible. But it also shouldn't be a five minute long song where Fuck it's you. the same two parts over and over again and yes. nothing changes. And I'm and we're talking rap pop too. We're talking fucking Kanye and all these other rappers that I'm like, why are you doing a six minute song? No more six minute pop songs. Well, it's like yeah. I mean. I tried to listen to Donda just like everyone else, but yeah, well, I, I couldn't get through. Either Donda's a fucking masterpiece or it's garbage. It's a dumpster fire. So, you know, apparently there's it's only two opinions on that fucking album. Look, it's like two and a half hours long. If if you don't listen to it, it's not going to be either. So. Didn't he come out with Donda 2 recently also? I don't want to fucking... I, Kanye just upsets me. Uh, but Charlie has a great pop voice. Her lyrics are basic, but I like the music a lot. I'm going to give it a like a 6.7. Uh, that's not bad. Yeah. I, I I almost went up to a 7 something and and I got to kind of ding her a little bit on how lame most of her lyrics are. <laughs> sure. And there's not a even though I liked even though there's honorable mentions on these on this record for me, like several, I'm probably not going to listen to anything else except like repeatedly I'm not going to listen to anything else except my choice nugs. Sure. Yeah. Uh, getting into transitioning that into my rating, I, I'm never gonna turn up any of these songs. I'm gonna not gonna turn my nose up at any of these songs if sure. someone else plays it, especially if it's you know a party or something where I'm totally. just hanging out. Great party record. 
but I'm not sure I'm gonna listen to any of these songs afterwards. I, I mean, no, you know what? I might listen to uh, "Move Me" a couple times in a very specific setting. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's 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 just good pop music, and mm-hmm. I'm just not a person who listens to pop music at all, even even the good stuff. Unless it's, you know, got some interesting aspect to it in the 80s is not so interesting to me. Right. I I appreciate the freshness of the sound for what's out there right now. But, yeah, it's not spectacular. I I will be looking forward to when we start incorporating 90s stuff into music. Uh, that is kind of happening on the hardcore side of things right now. Yeah, dude. On the There's grunge is back. Yeah, grunge is back. Um, there's a lot of kind of that era screamo and kind of new metal stuff happening, which yeah. is very interesting to see. I don't know if it'll ever purvey the pop uh, mainstream, though. Hunter Gex are pretty popular, and they're kind of they're kind of bringing a lot of that stuff to people's attention. I mean, you I loved know. the latest Limp Bizkit record. I did, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, man, new stuff's coming out. This band Tala I'm listening to is just absolutely insane. Nice. Um, you know, and my roommate, Lily, has been getting really into it, and it's slowly kind of gotten a hold on me. And there, there are definitely a couple songs that I'm gravitating towards in, like, the hyper-pop section of stuff. Okay, okay. Uh, and so with that being said, <laughs> I guess that doesn't have much to do with this album at all. Uh, the The production is great. It's not overproduced. I think it's a nice kind of breather. I'd say if you're going through a bunch of albums, um, it's a nice album where you can kind of sit back and relax and maybe kind of dance a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not going to be challenging at all. Uh, I was kind of expecting a little more from Charlie XCX just because I've heard her name everywhere. And maybe this isn't the best album to start off on with her. Yeah, I think this is the um, most uh, accessible of her stuff, I would think. Yeah. It, I, I assume her earliest stuff is probably very accessible if Boom Clap is like kind of a indication? good example of what her stuff used to be. Right. Um, But... You know, it definitely didn't turn me away from her. I, I'm definitely going to try to check out her last two albums and give them another chance. Uh, and with that being said, I'm going to give this thing like a 5.8. Okay. <laughs> Which seems, it, it, I think I'm probably being a little unfair. Uh, it's objective, though. It's, I think if I wasn't so... I'm kind of under a lot of stress right now with the new right, move, yeah. you know, and this You're is just exactly a nice into party music right now. <laughs> it's I'm not really in a fun dance party, lighthearted mood at the moment. Did it help your mood at all? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it kind of, it kind of made me feel like, Oh God, this stuff sounds so happy. Oh, yeah, um, and that makes me mad. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. 
5.8, I mean, you know, it's like you said, you're not going to go back and probably listen to any of these songs. So giving something that you're probably not going to revisit again, uh, 5.8, I think is a high score for that. I think, I think this will be a great album for casual music listeners. Yeah. For people who just go out to the bars. And I don't think it's a bad kind of uh, side quest for, uh, you know, how, how music is evolving these days. I dig it. All right. Well, buddies, tell us what y'all thought of this record. Are you guys huge Charlie XCX fans? Like, did this album disappoint you? Or are you going to check us out if you're listening to us? Let us know. Um, follow us on EVPcast on Instagram. Uh, I'm at John Luke Guitard. Brett's at Brett Hanrahan. We're on YouTube. We're on every streaming platform. Tell your friends about us. Leave us a comment. Subscribe. Let us know what albums you want us to check out. And on that note, Brett, what are we listening to next, man? Oh, I think you know what we're listening to next. It just came out. It's one of our favorite artists. I assume we both share this as one of our favorite rappers. It is Denzel Curry's new Uh, album, Melt My Eyes, See Your Future. Oh, fuck yes, dude. I can't wait Uh, to hear that. It's got Slow Tie on it. It's got uh, Rico Nasty, J.I.D. Nice features, Uh, dude. I'm I'm excited. I haven't heard a lick of this thing. I haven't seen any of the singles that came out. I'm coming to this fresh, and I am so excited. Fuck yeah. I've heard two songs from it and love both of them. I cannot wait to listen to this. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, oh, dude, we never, we you never told me what the answer to your riddle was. That the treasure's <laughs> hidden beneath the third floor. Oh. What was that uh, well, about it's... with this record? You, you That was your setup for this album. Yeah, well, you know, it's part of the ARG. What the um, fuck is that? It, well, you have to uh I gotta listen. Do research now. In in this life, us adults are miserable most of the time. And we give ourselves we want to have little treasure hunts, right? So people make these ARGs where you decipher code and you okay. maybe go to a physical location. Mm-hmm. And when I said that treasure is under the third X you right. know you said third that floor. was that was the first of many clues you go to the x and i'll give you a little hint right now um there's a message in braille that leads to a website that you have to get into the code into uh translate it into nordic and then back to english okay so this uh, isn't and, a thing you're well, just making all this up i feel like i'm playing D again it sounds like you're being kind of lazy and not doing no i don't want to do it I, I just want you to tell me all right, well, uh, it, it's just for those who uh, want to go through the journey. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, buddies. Well, let us know what you find under the third X or whatever. Yep. Um, Brett, what would you rate this episode? I'll rate this episode a nice uh, 8.0. 8.0? Okay, 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 okay. Uh, I'm going to give it a... Honestly, I'm going to give this episode a 9.5. I think it was a great ep. Oh, shit. I think it was a solid ep. We're getting back into it. Uh, I think by next week, we're probably going to get back into shorties. I hope so, man. Uh, Everyone wish me luck on my new grocery store job. Yes. And uh, please pray for me and give me the strength to not quit it after the second week. Buddies, beer Brett strength, please. (laughs) Please. And thank you for listening. Let us know what you guys thought. Brett, this uh, was really good. 
Lucas, this was really good. Three, two, one, stop. Oh, <laughs> bye, buddies. 